0: Well, it's good to be here, friends. Sam Rajovsky, News Talk 840, KXNT. You're listening to the What's Right Show. Friends, I'm sorry. Yesterday, I could not make it. We had to do a replay. Uh, I am now one of uh, one of many people here in town and across America, whose home was burgled by some intruders. Had to deal with that. Not fun. Uh, If you've been through it, my heart goes out to you. It is um, an absolutely uh, just a a violating feeling uh, to have uh, people rifling through your things, through your underwear drawer, tossing and turning the house inside and out, going through and stealing your little girl's jewelry. There is a special place in hell for the people that did this to me. And I hope somebody somewhere at some point uh, gets you there quickly. And as I've said many times before on this program, we have a problem with crime. The reason there are so many break-ins is because we tolerate it. You call the police and they say well, what are we going to do about it? Call the DA, they don't prosecute. Find the guy, it's a it's a fine, it's a slap on the wrist. They get they get released. So the police don't chase us down, you know, there's there's no reward there. Uh so until we get serious about this, until any home break in any theft is prosecuted and people are put away for real jail time, this will continue to be a problem. And uh you can you can blame, you know, the left blames all sorts of things for this. Societal conditions, poverty, racial injustice. It is all a load of bull crap. The reason we have crime is because we tolerate it. There's a financial incentive to do it with very few disincentives. And so that, of course, is a recipe to have more of, of, of it than less. All right. Enough about me. I had a lot to talk about yesterday. Now I have a lot to talk about today, so we've only got an hour. I gotta get to it. One of the first things I want to I, I want to go over with you friends is the Zelensky's speech yesterday evening to the uh joint session of Congress, uh, President uh, Vladimir Zelensky of Ukraine flew to uh Washington, D.C. and gave a really an emotional and well delivered, in my view, address to the Senate and the House. Uh the the speech I I've watched it. Not live, but I got to it uh, later last night and then uh, was able to re-review it again today. And so I have a number of – just let me in no particular order give give you some of my observations. One, it is uh, embarrassing that the Ukrainian president travels to the United States to deliver a coherent and inspiring 30-minute speech in English – when our own president Joe Biden can't even do that, I'm just putting it out there. Uh, now, you know, humor aside, it, it is incredible when foreigners are able to converse in our language, and we as Americans travel the world and you know expect everybody to just listen to us speak English. I understand. I understand that English is the uh, modern true Esperanto, and there are. Uh, a number of people who've learned the language because, of course, doing business with the United States is of paramount importance. And that is actually why I need to speak to you, my friends, my conservative friends, about this Ukrainian cause. Because the world speaks English because we've, well, we've carved out a place of particular importance in the world. The world speaks English because before us, Britain carved out a particular uh, power spot, if you will, in the world economically, but also through its military power. The reason people, for, for the most part, when you travel around, learn American English and not necessarily British English is because the power has shifted from Great Britain in the 19th century to the United States of America in the 20th. What happens in the 21st century is not yet guaranteed. American power, American might, American influence can be lost, can be flitted away. Now, military might and influence are not always the same thing, but oftentimes rely on one another. And this uh, war, this Ukrainian war, this invasion by the Russians of Ukraine is something that we conservatives ought to take seriously. And we ought not fall into, a, and it's a seductive premise, I understand this, because when you I, I get it, friends. When I watch Nancy Pelosi and I watch Joe Biden argue for helping Ukraine, my reaction is uh, is, to, is to immediately be suspicious of the whole enterprise. When I hear people like Chuck Schumer say we need to give more aid to Ukraine, support Ukraine, I, I, I get it. It instinctively turns me off to everything that they're saying. But we conservatives, we're not knee-jerk people. We are thinkers. We are philosophical. We're proud Americans. We believe uh, in the importance of right and wrong. This invasion of Ukraine by Russia uh, has an impact on us. Had it gone well, had uh, Russian forces been able to get quickly into Ukraine and take the country over in a matter of days as they had planned, uh, I believe would have uh, been absolutely catastrophic for the American world order as we know it. The reality that those in my generation and every preceding generation alive today uh, grew up understanding. A swift Russian victory would have appended the world, emboldened China and Iran and other Players that are not out there to do good in the world. And more importantly, a unified public response against this conflict, as we've seen around the world for the most part, I think has given China, for example, great pause as to their ambitions to take back Taiwan – But, you know, Russia, and I say this because I I have some degree of insight greater than just, you know, a, a, a typical American. Because I am an American, but my parents came here from Eastern Europe. They fled literally a Russian invasion. So I will tell you that is my, you know, that's my bias here. I understand and am a product of an upending ...through Russian military conflict. And I will tell you this. Russia has an appetite to take over Europe. They've had it for years. It's preceded the Bolsheviks. uh, certainly was around during the Soviet Union... ...as we saw following the end of World War II. In the 70s, it was... ...look, it was no secret that the Russians, the Soviets... ...had designs on taking the rest of Western Europe if they could... And how does that affect us? Well, it's, you know, our our world is interdependent with Europe, with Western Europe particularly. But now increasingly Central Europe, countries like the Czech Republic and Poland in in Eastern Europe. And even Ukraine is of great strategic importance as a buffer between Russia and really the heart of Europe. Imagine Russian military bases on the doorstep of Slovakia, on the doorstep of Poland right up against NATO. Now, a lot of folks out there and I mean a lot who I respect and who I consider to be intellectually uh, you know, brilliant are more or less echoing talking points that are being put out there by uh, by Putin. Now, Putin's not a good actor. Now, the problem with this is that for years, for years and I mean specifically for about five years during the Trump candidacy and the Trump presidency, we were all berated by a bunch of nonsense about Russia. Remember this? Russia, this, Russia, that collusion, interference. It, it, those of you who followed me for a long time, you know how much I railed against this. So I'm, I, I will always be intellectually honest with you and, and straightforward. The, the left is supporting this for all the wrong reasons. Joe Biden is the reason, the, literally the reason, that, that this invasion occurred. Because it was his fecklessness, his, his lack of strength, his quite literal weakness. For example, dropping sanctions against Russia is one of his first acts of getting into the White House, signaling to Russia that he was going to be nice try to win them over by accommodating them was the green light that Putin needed to uh, initiate his military operation. He felt, and he was probably right, I mean, strategically, Putin was right in knowing that this was his moment to proceed. Now, one thing that's clear from Zelensky's speech is they're not looking for American uh, boots on the ground, but they they need help. They need weapons, I think to the extent that we are able to help, we ought to. Now, I'll talk to you more about this and some of the caveats to this when we return. I have a couple of clips from the speech in case you missed it that I think we'll want to review. So don't go anywhere. I got to take a quick break. I'm glad to be with you here today. Sam Rajofsky, News Talk 840 KXT. You're listening to The What's Right Show.
1: If you've been in an accident, there's no reason to call a sleazy lawyer.
0: It's not just about the settlement check. It's about representing your interests and your values. So
1: call Sam and Ash at 702-820-1234 or visit samandashlaw.com.
0: You're listening to The What's Right Show. Here on News Talk 840, KXNT, this hour brought to you by Sam and Ash Injury Law, 702-820-1234. That's the number uh, you can call because you deserve attorneys that share your values. Um, uh, Before I get back to uh, Zelensky's speech and his visit to Washington, D.C., I did want to note that Stanford a couple days ago released a guide against harmful language. Stanford University, one of the best colleges in America, put out a guide for uh, harmful language that uh, is um, it kind of, it's an internal document for the university to remove from its various online publications, websites, etc., uh, that it um, – that it needs to it's like a style guide right for you know the, the 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 school moving forward anything they put out there one of the things on the list this is crazy the term american is apparently not good anymore the term american is obviously um <laughs> i well it's well, they, they say they want to eliminate uh, any forms of harmful language, racist, violent language, biased language. And the term American apparently is, well, it's, it should be U.S. citizen. Because there's something about American that is triggering to leftists. We know this, correct? Uh, we're hip to this agenda. This reminds me, of course, uh, George Orwell, I'm reading this with my kids right now, and so getting back into it, n- A Newspeak, which is the, the language in the fictitious country in Orwell's book, 1984, Newspeak. The first thing that revolutionaries do, I say this all the time, is they create new language. It's important. They, they create new words. They, they change the meaning of words. They make certain words unacceptable to use. And it's all in a design to shift the paradigm and to, of course, garner power. Because if you control the definition of words, you control language, you control communication, and thereby you control minds, right? So this is just more revolutionary leftist nonsense. And not surprising, of course, to those of us who do have common sense that this stuff is coming out of uh, top uh, institutions. It used to be a great honor to go to a top school like like Stanford, to go to Harvard, to go to Yale. Now I look at these resumes. Somebody went to Stanford. I think that you know they probably are are smart. They have some degree of natural ability, but to get through the maze of left wing insanity, they had to be somewhere along the way somewhat lobotomized. So it's not – the degree, funny enough, I believe over time, as this type of stuff becomes more prevalent, I believe these degrees are going to lose their values. It's already happening, and uh, and as that happens, their clout will go down, and the natural pendulum shift will occur where this starts to swing the other way, and schools that don't engage in this and give an honest education, those degrees will begin to be more valuable. I hope I'm right on this, by the way. Maybe I'm – just being overly optimistic. Now, who was not optimistic necessarily yesterday speaking to Congress was Vladimir Zelensky. I mean, the the speech was not pessimistic, but he made it very clear that they did not have uh, what they needed to fight off a formidable, still a formidable enemy. One of the things that Zelensky said, he mentioned just the tactics, and we know this, the tactics that Russian the Russian army uses. They just burn and destroy, rape and pillage everything in sight. And in so doing, right, they, um, they're, you know, they're, they're really a, a very difficult enemy to fight because they don't follow the Geneva Conventions. They send criminals, convicts from prisons because Russia's got a big problem on their hands. They're, they're running out of cannon fodder. Are, their losses are astronomical. No doubt the Ukrainian losses are high as well, but the overall impression, and I've said this for years, when the, when the Dems were, were screaming and shouting about you know, Russia collusion and Russia this and Russia that, I always said the funny thing is is keep your eye on China because China has an army that, that frightens me. Russia does not, has not. And I knew about all the graft and all this, and I warned, I told all of you listening about this for years and years and years. I've been very consistent on this point. But beating Russia, punching one bully, and sending him back to his corner is critical in being instructive to the other more formidable bully, read China, and helping keep them at bay. Now, China never gets mentioned in Zelensky's speech, uh, to my memory. Uh, certainly, Iran does, who's supplying those killer drones uh, to Ukraine. Uh, but I think, you know, I think one of the things Zelensky made really clear is he said that basically Ukraine's never, never surrendering. And this was a public speech intended, of course, for uh, domestic consumption in America, particularly for members of Congress. But I also think this was a critical speech uh, designed to send a signal to the international community, particularly Russia. Here is Zelensky describing and framing what
2: this fight is all about. This battle is not only for the territory, for this or another part of Europe. The battle is not only for life, freedom and security of Ukrainians or any other nation which Russia attempts to conquer. This struggle will define in what world our children and grandchildren will live and then their children and grandchildren It will define whether it will be a democracy of Ukrainians and for Americans for all.
0: I've heard a lot mentioned about Ukraine being this or that corruption, Nazis running amok, which of course they have that element in their country, it's not a matter of fact. But Ukraine is far greater of a democracy and and maybe just as corrupt as as Russia. Um, Of course, we're a pretty corrupt country too. Let's be honest. Let's just have a look at how the Justice Department is running things. And you and I know this. But it is true that this is a European democracy that got invaded by a more powerful neighbor. That has implications, friends, for all of us he goes on to mention that Ukraine holds its lines, will never surrender. He says, Ukraine never asked the American soldiers to fight on our land. Instead, I assure you that Ukrainian soldiers can perfectly operate American tanks and planes themselves. And finally, he talks about your money, and this is an interesting thing.
2: Thank you very much. Thank you for both financial packages you have already provided us with and the ones you may be willing to decide on. Your money is not charity. It's an investment in the global security and democracy that we handle in the most responsible way.
0: I want to point out, it's not often that we give foreign aid and have them come back here and thank us for the money we send. So. Maybe we need to keep an open mind on this, friends. I know we don't like that Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden uh, team, but um, we we do, need to, we do need to support Ukraine. That's my honest opinion. All right, we've got to run real fast. I'm going to talk about Harvey Weinstein when we come back. You don't want to miss this. There's been some developments and what they mean for politics here in the U.S. Sam Marjofsky, News Talk 840, KXNT. Personal injury law is constantly changing. Uber and Lyft accidents aren't like other cases, but most law firms haven't kept up.
1: Don't trust a new case to a lawyer who's stuck in the past. Call Sam and Ash, 702-820-1234, or visit SamAndAshLaw.com.
0: Sam Rzowski here on News Talk 840 KXNT. Friends... I do enjoy our hour together. This will be the last uh, show before Christmas, so I wish you all a very Merry Christmas uh, and a and a and a wonderful holiday a weekend. Whether you celebrate Christmas or not, it is time with your families and and so you know as a as a warning, you know you know you know how your relatives what they what they think of politics and, and, and just maybe is me also giving myself a little pep talk here. Maybe some family members don't need to hear your politics. We cannot talk about it over the weekend and just enjoy each other's company. Alright. <sighs> yeah. Harvey Weinstein spending his Christmas, uh, Hanukkah, I guess, uh, in a prison. This after being found guilty on three sex crime charges, and uh, the jury in L.A. This was earlier this week. Uh, were they were hung? They could not come to a decision on a few other charges. What's interesting to me about this case is, you, I mean, you had an L.A. jury. I've, I've, you know, I pra- I've practiced law in California for years, and I, I can tell you what these L.A. juries are like. Um. You typically get folks in there who are – they're more likely to believe all women, okay? I'm just – that's how I'm going to frame it. In the context of a powerful, wealthy, multi-multi-millionaire guy taking advantage of women, in some cases, clearly, on a matter of record, we have conviction on rape. These are people that are likely to err as a general rule. Again, from my experience as a lawyer in L.A., having practiced there for for a number of years. I'm here in Vegas now, but just letting you know. These are jurors that are likely to bring it home for the prosecution on a case like this. The story that is not getting any attention is that Jennifer Sebel Newsom, the wife of Governor Gavin Newsom, was one of the victims, one of the, uh, was one of the, were, were, was one of the people that was included in this case. They had uh, a few charges related to her. The, the story was, I think it was back in 2004. Uh, yeah, she testified back in, uh, that hotel room, 2005, that uh, Siebel Newsom, ah, A Stanford University graduate. (laughs) Sometimes these stories come full circle. If you missed my discussion of Stanford University last segment, you'll have to hit up the podcast. You can go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and look up the What's Right show. All right, Siebel Newsom, a Stanford grad. You know, before she married Gavin, before all of that, she was a um, kind of a documentary filmmaker. She said that uh, he had set a meeting with her. He'd met with her this is Harvey Weinstein, a few times and then invited her up to his, his room, his uh, suite. She came up because, in her, according to her testimony, said he, she really didn't feel like she could say no, right? She felt like she couldn't refuse his offer to go up there. And then, And then according to her testimony, her allegation is that she, uh, you know, that, that Harvey Weinstein uh, took advantage of her. Now, if you recall during the course of the trial, we didn't cover it here, too many things going on. The, the defense brought in evidence, right, that she had had an extended relationship with, uh, with Harvey Weinstein emails, letters, projects they worked on, they continued communicating, There were very kind, effusive notes that they exchanged mutually in the years that followed this 2005 alleged incident. That the jury in L.A. convicted Harvey Weinstein as to uh, at at least one other victim, but didn't convict him, could not reach a decision as to the first lady, Jennifer Siebel Newsom, uh, I think is big news. I saw her testimony, and look, I I understand this is not scientific, but I am. I am a lawyer. I handled them, listened to a lot of testimony. I've done a lot of depositions. I have uh, defended a lot of depositions. I have watched people testify. I have testified. This whole thing, she sounded so rehearsed. She sounded like, honestly to me, I, I don't know if it happened or didn't happen, but if it didn't happen, the biggest story here is that yet again, somebody named Newsom has to be part of the latest story at the expense of real, genuine victims, players, uh, you know, characters in whatever the issue is of the day. Gavin Newsom's notorious for this. Anything that happens that, is, that is, has any potential halo effect, the man shows up instantly. He is the ambulance chaser of media attention. That his wife wanted to put herself as the face of the Me Too movement and glob on to this case, only to have the jury kind of go, well, I don't know. The few people were, for, some people were for, some people were, were against convicting uh, Harvey Weinstein of this particular thing. So there's not a consensus on it. Um, I think is is particularly telling. Now, the way that, of course, and this is where the story continues because this is how the insufferable left handles these things, Jennifer Siebel Newsom says, Weinstein trial shows America has work to do. That's a direct quote. Of course, Ms. Newsom failed to read her updated Stanford English word guide where she would have learned that the word America... An American are not good words. <laughs> well, she went to Stanford. I'm just saying, you know. My gut on this, that's all I'm telling you. My gut on this is that, that something happened in that room. It was probably awful because it's a matter of record now in the courts that uh, Mr. Weinstein has genitalia that is not particularly uh, good-looking. And I know it's a family program. I got to keep this, keep this clean. I have no doubt that a number of women had intercourse with him, sex with him, and were not particularly proud of themselves following that. Some might have been actually disgusted. I also have no doubt that he raped people. I I have no doubt about it. I'm I'm not a I pff, I I think this I think he was, I think he's a pig. I think he's a rapist. I can say that now because he's been convicted of it. But just because he raped some people, women, doesn't mean he raped all of them. Just because one woman truthfully testified doesn't mean they're all truthfully testifying. And there is a thing called the bandwagon the bandwagon effect, people jumping on and lobbying onto it. And it, it is just so newsome. It's so insufferable of these two political charlatans. <laughs> and look, if it happened, it happened, and I'm a horrible person for saying this, but I, I'm telling you, based on her testimony, what I saw, and even the fact that this jury, you know, wouldn't wouldn't convict, couldn't agree, uh, is I, I think indicative of the fact that there's there's they're, they're, they smelled a rat. So, I mean, just absolutely, absolutely shameful. And the thing that I that the bother, bothers me so much, by the way, of all the hyperbole around the Me Too movement, there are real rape victims out there. And for every person that turns an uncomfortable and perhaps regrettable sexual encounter into a rape, okay, takes away and diminishes an actual violent sexual assault that happens to many, many women and some men every day. That to me is just... Really bothers me on a fundamental, fundamental deep level. All right, I got to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. We'll get back to this. Uh, where does turbulence come from? How does it cause? We had that plane crash, not plane crash, but almost violent uh, shaking of a Hawaiian Airlines flight. Well, CBS has some ideas about this. You might have heard. I'll explain what this is all about. What a load of garbage. Sam Burjofsky here. News Talk 840 KXNT. The What's Right Show will be back in just a few moments.
1: Hi, it's Ash from Sam and Ash Injury Law. You need a lawyer you can trust. So give us a call at 702-820-1234 or go to salmonashlaw.com. No pressure, just answers, because you deserve What's Right.
0: Sam News Talk 840-KXNT. As you know, Sam and Ash Injury Law, proudly sponsoring this program. And I always like to mention that in these holiday times, people are absolutely bananas on the road. They are crazy. They are doing insane stuff. And the chances of um, of an accident are quite high, particularly, particularly here in Las Vegas, where the driving is uh, particularly special. Now, if you get in an accident, you got to call your insurance company, sure, but you need to get some advice. You need to know what your rights are. You need to know what you deserve. Sometimes you need to hire a lawyer, and sometimes you just need a little bit of advice. And when that is the case, in either of those events, call Sam and Ash Injury Law 702 820 1234. Visit them at com, And, of course, me, because I am the Sam of Salmon Ash, you can email me directly, sam at com. That's my email. All right, friends, what causes airplane turbulence? It's not a trick question, right? This is a phenomenon that occurs when there is our pressure systems uh, that cause sharp uh, changes in wind velocity in the air. If you've flown in an airplane at any point in time, you've probably experienced it. Recently, uh, I think it was last week, there was a Hawaiian Airlines flight that was flying from Phoenix to Honolulu. And it, you know, I, I, it, it, it was one of those freak scenarios where they, they hit turbulence that they couldn't see on radar. Because in the cockpit, it, planes have all you know basically all newer planes and planes even that are a little bit older but have updated technology you have nose uh, weather radar and you you have an idea of what kind of weather's out there plus the pilot is in touch with other airplanes in the tower uh, that they report when there's when there's chop and other you know other uh, you know kind of wind conditions that are that less than favorable so you know pilots are not flying blind into this but there are certain moments where a freak gust of wind occurs, and presto, you have a catastrophe. And this is why, as much as I am the type of person that doesn't like to be told what to do, I know those of you who know me are laughing right now. I don't like being told what to do. Okay. I have, maybe I have a little bit of, a, of an authority problem. Okay. I don't like telling people what to do, and I don't want to be told what to do. I'm just, I'm a let little, live little person. But anyway. Where am I going with this? When I sit down in an airplane seat, if I'm not up going to the bathroom, if I'm not up getting something, I am buckled up. And I cannot recommend this and tell you emphatically enough that this is what you ought to do because turbulence of this type can happen. The people, by the way, 30 people were sent to the hospital, I think. It was crazy. Uh, they got thrown around, and and people who were bu- you know buckled in their seats were fine. Of course, unlucky few, including flight attendants that are moving around the cabin. Uh, some people had uh, broken necks. I mean, they were quite severely, severely injured. It's a big deal. But CBS News, the bastion for what would we call this? Um, oh, I don't know. Uh, truthful reporting. <laughs> they. Published an article at cbsnews.com on December 19th. And in this article, they said that the uh, turbulence, uh, in explaining what turbulence is, they explained that it would be more prevalent as climate change continues to do its thing. Quote, severe weather increases chances of turbulence, and due to climate change, these kind of incidents will only continue. To grow. Now they're putting this in. This is a quote from a, a Taylor Garland spokesperson for the Association of Flight Attendants. Taylor is a flight attendant. Taylor is not a meteorologist. Taylor is not a scientist. Taylor is a, a labor organizing hack. But they're putting her front and center in this article because, of course, it's an agenda item that CBS News cannot resist to put out there. Now, I want to—I'll make something very clear. What is this whole thing with everything being tied back to climate change? You know, people who are yeah, I, I, okay. I'll be very careful here. You know how you have you've got that you know dotty old aunt that's very very religious. We all have an aunt like that, and to this usually it's older people. But you know maybe not fair. But you have the dotty old aunt, very religious, and everything that happens in the world is explained by her through a religious prism. Okay, now. I'm not trying to insult your aunt or my aunt for that matter, but, but, you know, this is what it is. And by the way, to the left in America, they cannot explain anything that happens with the weather, with water, with heat, with cold, anything other than through the prism of climate change. To them, it is a total religion. It's not even a science anymore. Because by the way, if it's science... You could question it, right? You could, you could challenge the pre- premise. In fact, challenging the premise, friends, by the way, in science, it is encouraged to question a conclusion. It is encouraged, it is necessary in science to test the thesis, right? To go through a process to determine if, if, if something is right or wrong. And by the way, it's, it's ongoing. It's continuous, as why scientific opinion on certain things evolves, right? Now, when it comes to climate change, the, it's their go-to thing. Now, I know a lot of people, I was going to react to it yesterday, but of course couldn't be with you because of my uh, break-in that happened at my house. But I look, I'm telling you, the, 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 the truth of this is the way to understand and read this is that the, the left doesn't want to engage in any kind of real science. And by, and by the way, it's funny because they're the people that put up the signs that say believe in science. But just like with COVID, they have no real interest in engaging in true scientific discourse. They want to use their science as a religion, as a dogma, accept this wrote expression of belief and then frame everything around it in that sense, by the way, not because we want to find an actual solution, but because we want to use the proffered solution as a means to gain power. They want to scare you to death. Oh, my goodness, planes are going to be falling out of the sky because of climate change. See yet another reason why we need to vote green. And that, in turn, friends, leads to some of the biggest scams known to man, vote green, green initiative. Look at Europe. Europe, friends, today, today, what, what is it? Average temperature in Europe is uh, below zero. Uh, and I can tell you, I have relatives living there. I, I just ran into, saw today John Curtis from Eat Talk Repeat, which is where our food show lives now. So you can check that out on Apple Podcast and Spotify, eTalk Repeat, we're going to do a show this week, and um, that, ought be a, that ought to be a good time. But he just got back from, from London, freezing cold. By the way, they're all freezing cold. They don't have any natural gas. They don't have any heat in their homes. They don't have anything because of what? The green agenda that saw them dev- decimate their own means of domestic energy production and rely on imports from out of the country. All of this is such a scam. So I just – I want you, when you hear – Oh, this hurricane. Remember, I, I mentioned this when, the, when we had the last major storm in Florida. And, and people said, well, this is the unprecedented damage. These, these hurricanes are getting worse and worse. The data does not bear that out at all. Now, the value of the damage is going up because today versus 100 years ago, these coastal areas are far more built up. More structures, more people, more humans, more more everything is in harm's way. The harm didn't increase. We just got closer to the harm because we have this terrible thing that we do as human beings. We think we can control it all. We control temperatures. It's in our power to do that. I mean, oh, if the sun farts one day, all of a sudden there's a spike in temperature. We think that we can control that by eating less red meat. It is absolute bananas. I gotta go run. It's time. They're waving at me. Time to go. Merry Christmas, and I'll see you here after the holiday.